For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What up? This is Robert Ory. Or three pointer. You might know me as Big Shot Bob. So Ory for three. Oh, unbelievable! Oh, this guy is off the charts. What's going on, Big Shot Bob? Robert Ory from downtown. Oh yeah, back again, Big Shot Bob podcast. B Dog Brandon Harper, I'm Rom Jenners, with us as always, back from his travels. Seven-time NBA champion, Robert Ory, who did not pass the clutch dean down to his <laughs> Did not pass it down to his kids. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, we, you were telling us before the show, Chris had a good tournament. Uh, yes. But he had, he had an opportunity. He came up a little short. Yeah, he had an opportunity to knock down a three to win the game. And it was weird. Everybody in the crowd was like, Ori for three. Oh, and no. He, he missed it. And, but, you know, he had a great game. They won it in overtime. But uh, yeah. he, he my, I'm going to just say this. Christian is the funniest kid ever, man. You should see him. Like, in, like he'll go up to other guys' huddles and, like, be listening in and doing stuff like that. <laughs> so after the game, as a joke, he told the reporters, well, I guess I didn't hear the clutch gene. Oh, and started laughing. Oh. But yeah, he. I'm, I'm. I'm so proud of him. Each and every game, he's getting better and better. You know, locking Good guys up. Good yeah, for him, so. man. Is he? Uh... Yeah, hopefully, you know, after this tournament, someone will be like, "Yo, this kid pretty good. Let's see. Let's get him a scholarship." Is he a junior? <laughs> he's a senior. He is a senior now. Okay. He's wow. A senior. Oh, wow. So yeah, this mm-hmm. is a uh, coming up, right? Yeah. Sneaking up yeah. on time, where it's like, if mm-hmm. you're gonna, if you're gonna get recruited, this is kind of it, yeah. man. Yeah, and you know it was it was funny because you know I text you guys before the game because it was playing that uh, playing a team out of Georgia yeah, with McKeecher. the guy Ace, yeah. Ace Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. so it was it was a good game. Both teams play hard. Good. Well, you man, you sound like an NBA analyst now too. Both teams play hard. It's a good game. Um, you know, we've heard McKeecher's name, and both uh, B Dog and I we've mm-hmm. covered them for like high school football stuff, but yeah. never never their basketball team. I didn't realize they were even in ran in the same circles that you guys were in. Yeah, I think the they're, they're, they're ranked pretty high. And um, I think Ace is going to Rutgers, and he's like the number three or four player in the country, allegedly. So I don't okay. know. So, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, you Good said tournament. you Good said tournament. it felt like you hadn't, we hadn't talked in about a, a month because <laughs> yeah. the amount of shit that went down in a week. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like it's, you can't fit it all on the show sheet. Uh, do, do we want to start with your alma mater? Because that whole thing went down – uh, uh fast last week when when someone said it i was like that's fake news man but hey and i you know it's it's for me i never thought he would retire especially after what he just said he said he had the most fun this year i'm thinking maybe this was the most fun because you knew it was your last year so you was just enjoying the moment but when he said he was a retiring, I was like, what? I said, no way. You're only 70, what, one, 72 years old? 72. You still, got, yeah. you still got some good years left. But once he said that, I was like, oh, it's about to be a firestorm. Everybody in Alabama is getting ready to leave because that's how much, you know, they trust in Nick Saban, the players do, and believe that, you know, he's yep. the ticket to the next level. Yeah, he, um, he may be a young, what people like to call a young 72, mm-hmm. but because of the dynamic in which – college football is in just college sports as a whole with transfer yeah. portal NIL. Not only are you recruiting high school guys, but you're recruiting, you're re-recruiting your own guys to be able to stay. Yeah. And other schools are making offers and, uh, yeah. Hey, we'll pay you this and we'll pay you that. And I don't think guys like Saban, we know guys like Dabo, um, they're not willing to, that's not what they signed up for. You know, that's not, especially at his age, it's a young man's game now um, yeah. to be able to go around and, and be able to handle all that type of stuff. And I think, I think Nick just got to a point where it was like, I don't see, I don't see me doing this long term or any longer based off what the landscape of college football looks like. And I can yeah. get it because he did say it started to take a little toll on his health. 
Mm-hmm. And at 72 years old, you know, you know, the back end of his life, you yeah. know, Miss Terry ain't trying to have him out there, <laughs> you know, losing his losing his cool and losing his life on the football field when yeah. when that's his wife. Nah, if you're gonna do that, you're gonna you're gonna do that with me. We're gonna yeah. retire and we're gonna go live our life. We're gonna go out down the lake yeah. and we're gonna enjoy what we have left. You ain't finna sit up here and pass out and die on the football field from stress. Yeah. You know, you've done everything. You're the greatest of all time. You've done everything that you've ever wanted to do. You're revered around not just college football, but football in general and sports. There's mm-hmm. nothing left for you to do. There's nothing left for you to prove. And even though it was shocking, at some point in time we were gonna come across this. At some point we were gonna come yeah. to this. Oh, sure. Of course. I mean, everybody I think the steps the demand of it. Yeah, I think when you look at the demand of it and the fact that, you know, there's probably no coaches in football that lose more coaches than Nick Saban. You think about it. He had players he had to too. recruit players. He had to recruit coaches. And that's a stressful job, man. And think about it. The guys you allow that you say, go out and bring me these guys. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, I, I got a head coach. I'm out. Now I got to find another coach to replace you. And and it that's a testament to him, though, and 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 the, the, the pipeline with him and Belichick. You know the things they do to make people ready. Think about Sarkeesian. He, he like you was out and about. Nobody's going to touch you again. You know what? Come on over to the tie. We're going to pick you up. We're going to wipe you, you know, brush you off, pick you up, and put you back on top. Now everybody, now everybody think Texas is back because yeah. of Sarkeesian is you know got you know think about it. he was got in trouble at USC for drinking. They kicked him out. You know. It's almost like Alabama said, you know what, USC, all the people you kick out, you know what, we're going we gonna to find that diamond in the rough. We're going to polish them up and put them back on the pedestal and let them go be coaches somewhere. Him and Lane Kiffin are doing great at their job. So, you know, I, I think the demand was just so stressful on him that he hadn't recruit coaches, players. And you got to think about it. The Alabama Mafia, <laughs> they they don't like losing. <laughs> nope. They don't like losing. And, nope. And, this, and he was like, you know what? Let me step away. That's why I kind of wish they would have won it this year now, that knowing he would have stepped away, he could have, you know, went out, went out the right way as a champion. Yeah. But he's, yeah, still, he's he, still a champion, but, you know. Yeah. He and, – and and obviously, what, a few days later, you you hire uh, Washington's head coach, you know, after a few days of being a national championship, DeBoer, and – He's not. He wasn't their first option, because what you saw was when Saban stepped down, you saw all these names come up. Dabo. You saw Mike Norvell down there at Florida State. You saw um, Lanning, Dan Lanning up there in Oregon, who's Georgia's all former. All those DC. coaches owe Nick Saban a, a thank you yes. card and a bottle of champagne because every one of them got a pay raise. Because everybody's yep. buttholes tuckered up that they were about to lose their head coach. <laughs> exactly. So everybody got a nice little kiss or a re-up hey. or a bonus. Hey, I bet you Landon is mad. Like, damn it, I signed that thing too fast. Yeah. <laughs> because he had just signed not too long ago. He would have waited a little bit longer, boy. <laughs> he and Mike Norvell. Like and Mike Norvell. And Mike Norvell down in Florida State got a new eight-year, $80 million yep. extension. And you don't, yeah. we don't even know the state of the ACC right now. They're trying to leave the ACC. Yeah, and I'm and, and you know, it's interesting. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wanted to leave to follow up Nick Saban at Alabama because that's like, bro, you like, never want to be the guy after the guy. No, you never right. want to be the guy after the guy. You, you like, I'll be the guy after that guy, sure. But the guy <laughs> yeah. that follows the legend, you never want to be that guy. Man, you think about how you know. It's, go back to even ninety. Uh, what, uh, when I left college in ninety two, ninety two when they won the, the national championship. And they, had, I think they had like eight coaches before they got the Nick Saban. It was I'm, I'm exaggerating. I don't know it's eight. I don't know the number, but right. I know it was a lot of coaches that came and went before they got the Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of coaches that came and went, and obviously Nick Saban is coming from, you know, and not necessarily working out in the league. Mm-hmm. And you I, saw the reception that the Alabama faithful gave him when they hired him. You know, meeting him at the tarmac and signing autographs and everything like that. Kind of the same reception that, that DeBoer got. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and it's going to be interesting. We just hire Belichick, man. We should say, fuck it. Oh, this is hire Belichick. I think Belichick oh, no. is He's going to stay in the NFL. <laughs> I'm kidding. Bill, I'm if kidding, there's I'm anybody, kidding. by the way, who does not want to go out and recruit players, it's Bill Belichick. I wouldn't put anybody higher on that list than Bill Belichick. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a name. talk to kids, you know. Yeah. I'm going to tell you a name that I did hear 
and, you know, was coming up. But I never thought he would leave the NFL, his first NFL job, because he had a young quarterback, and his young quarterback is lighting it up. D'Amico Ryans. He wasn't yeah. doing that. It's his, his first year. You're right. And he, he's done something that – think about yeah. it. It, it. was It was weird that that the Texans have – since, you know, they've been in the league, they've won more playoff games than the Dallas Cowboys. That's ridiculous, right? And so – since you know, since they insertion into league, but D'Amico, think about it. he'd been a great coach, a defensive coach of the 49ers. You know, I think the Texans was a team that drafted him out of college, too. Yeah, and, and, for, and for him to be able to get that job, he wasn't gonna say, Oh, no, I'm going to Bama. I, I think they'd be taking a pay cut, probably. No, he wouldn't have data, no, because right now uh-huh. he'd have made more at Bama than he would have with the, with the Texans. Demico, you guys should left, man. What the hell wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 he couldn't leave a, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But that but I mean he still could have taken a job. But the thing is, he's the younger type of guy that fits the the mold yeah. of what college football is when it comes to recruiting, when it comes yeah. to NIL, when it comes, but he also may be a guy that may not want to deal with that either. Plus, you got CJ Stroud, a rookie that is leading you into the playoffs. You're a first year head coach, he's a first year quarterback. I'm, I whoa whoa whoa! I got a I got a chance to grow with this quarterback. Hey, I ain't doing that. I go back to something you just said too. D'Amico be like, I'm gonna sit here and wait. Let him take the blunt of that first, and let's reassess this in a couple of years. Yeah. When I get my 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 my, my stock my my stock up here, you know, at, at the Texans and then Alabama, I, I, come to me in four years when the money's like at three hundred yeah, million. When, and, when Kalen, and when Kalen when Kalen DeBoer is like. Uh, <laughs> Eight and four, you know what I mean? And he's he's a three four game loser, and he's not making the twelve team college playoff. Then can you imagine come, that? Come down and knock on my door then. But it's the funny part. Eight and four is a good season for a lot of well, teams. Well, most teams would kill for eight and four. Alabama's on fire. Burn the city down if they're eight and four. You know? But can you imagine that? Yeah, especially yes. when those fours is a loss to Auburn. Oh, you really? Oh no, you lose the down. Iron Bowl. Forget it, dude. This is, he, because, he can't be shown the door fast enough. Because now that you're going into the twelve team playoff this season, could you imagine? Because Alabama's a twelve team, a twelve team, even as oh, a first year head coach, there will be hell to pay. Now, here's the thing, though. I and I don't know a ton about Kalen DeBoer, but. Nick Saban had a way of getting the most out of the guys he had. And in turn with that, because he had the pedigree and the national titles and the reputation, there were guys willing to take risks, play a little harder, maybe play off of different positions or or forego something to come play for Alabama because there was always the chance of the national championship. Do you remember, Rob, you know this. You remember the Alabama years before Nick Saban? You just mentioned yep. it. Mm-hmm. how many misses they had on the coaching. So yeah. I'm like, look, nothing against Kalen DeBoer. He did an amazing job at Washington. Alabama's not Washington. Yeah, The competition you're going to face in the SEC is anything like he's had to face as a head coach coaching in what was left of the Pac-12. Especially it's the addition a whole Texas, different beast. And now there are no, um, there are no uh, east or west. And now he's like, Woo. you got to be a top two, top three team if you want to have a yeah. shot at the at the expanded playoff. But yeah. uh, I'm just interested to see how it shakes out. I will say that I'm very surprised that either Nick Saban dropped this on them the way that it came down, which I don't necessarily think would be the case. Yeah. Adversely, maybe it was I'm more surprised that Alabama kept it under wraps for as long as they knew, whether it was the last month or it's been this entire season. You haven't yeah. heard even a whisper about Nick Saban retiring, which leads me to believe that maybe he just kind of walked in after it was all said and done. Was like, you know what, I'm good. But you know, it's it's weird. You know, Reese Davis, who actually uh, was Alabama when I was there, he was. Did you see how shocked he was? You know, he had to be professional about it because he represents all of college football. Yep. But he was like, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. he was really shocked. I think. And, you know, from the reports of him, like Nick Saban just went through his regular day doing his recruiting, doing his phone calls. And then he got to, I think, the time where, you know, like the uh, 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 portal was like, OK, I'm out. You know, it was just it was just so odd, man. Yeah. So, but I mean, look, when you've yeah. had the career that Nick Saban's had, you, yeah. could, you could just throw your shoes on the table and walk out whenever you feel like it. And I'm, I'm surprised if that's how it went down, yeah. that that he that he let it go down that way. 
Because yeah. part I of it, it too is, don't you want to protect your legacy? Like yeah. you built this amazing thing in Alabama. Don't you want to do your best to make sure that it continues on as opposed to being yeah. the guy that just throws up the deuces and, and walks out the door? Yeah. You know, for me, when I, when I say this, I'm not just saying this because I attended college. I just think that when you talk about dynasties in sports, you have to put Nick Saban, his his tenure at Alabama as a dynasty. Oh, all time. Oh, sure. did, all did, time. Was, you know, but I think so many times we throw dynasty around so easily. If you win two, ch- oh, it's a dynasty. You know, if you win three, ch- it's a dynasty. You know, for me, I'm like, it's what you did in a 10 years tenure. Now, that, if you did some damage in 10 years, that's a dynasty. Let me give you let me let me give you a little number that will further put this thought process of a dynasty into perspective when it comes to his tenure at Alabama. He's had more guys drafted in the first round. 44. <laughs> than losses he's had at Alabama. 29. <laughs> he's Think lost about, 29 no. games. He's let drafted that, 44 guys in the first round. Just like cooking, you got to let that marinate. Oh, yeah. No, that's a delicious number. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, that is delicious. And look, we do have tons of NBA to talk about. We're going to yeah, get to, to all of it. We do have to get to all that. Happy retirement, get... Nick. <laughs> yeah, it's just look, Rob. You're you you're a, you're a Alabama alum. Uh, we've we've talked plenty of college football on the show. I'd be remiss if we didn't get your thoughts out of the gate on that as an Alabama guy. Yeah. Uh, b- before we move off the topic, are wh- what are your feelings about Kalen DeBoer? Are you excited for this guy? You think he's going to do a good job? Um, you know, don't what? know. Jury's out. Don't know. I don't know. You know why I said I don't know? Because if you look at the Alabama squad, what they had returning was a damn good squad. You know, now Isaiah Bond, he hit the port. He's going to Georgia. I saw that. Yeah. A couple so, of other guys. Yeah, and, and so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens and, and the coaches he's able to get in there. Because no, he's all Isaiah coaches, too. You said Isaiah Bond's going where? Texas. He's going to Texas. Yeah, going I to said Texas. Georgia. He's going to Texas. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's all about the portal now. It's all about who leaves and who oh, stays. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, so, just it's like a trade. But that you know that's not his fault. You can't. And I hope Alabama fans don't look at this next season. No, and be like, I don't think. Oh, because he's he's really screwed. Basically, he's coming in this thing at a moment where the portals is is a big factor. He has a really good team. If it's if they stay, he'd be good. If they don't, it's like oh crap. Yeah, I mean I'm, I'm anxious it, to see but, how it shakes. And his offensive line. They're all young. They're only going to get better if they stick together. That's a hell of an offense line. Averaging 315 pounds, it's it's a good team. I think you're going to find out very quickly what he's made of as a coach. Yeah. Very Mm -hmm. quickly. I think he can help make this offense better. Yeah. Yes. uh, Dynamically, yes. He he can add a lot more layers to that offense that Alabama's – because, I mean, look, I love Nick. I think Nick's been – he's an all-time legend. All-time. But he's very traditional. It's very, you know, utilize your receivers when you need them, run the football down your throat, kind of kind of off. A big, burly offensive line, control the line of scrimmage. That's how he plays football. And I promise you that, like, to your note, Rob, the NIL stuff and, and B-Dog, you're, the NIL stuff is probably what got him to the point where he was like, I don't, I'm, this is not my college football. Yeah. You know, I'm an old school college NIL. football guy. I'm going to recruit you. You're going to come here, and then you're going to come here because you want to win a title, not because we're paying you more. <laughs> Than what Miami's paying you, or Georgia's paying you, yeah. or Texas is paying you. Now it's free agency, and it's basically the NFL. And I don't need that. It's like if you want to get better and go to the next level, come you know, come join our team. Right. So, yeah. so all right. Well, uh, just huge news that broke uh, midweek last week, and of course with uh, Rob going to Alabama, had to talk about it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We've got the NBA trade deadline. Speaking of trade deadlines, yes. uh, we do have the NBA trade deadline sneaking up uh, a couple weeks away here. Uh, the one that popped up everywhere this week. The Lakers are reportedly unsure if they want to trade Austin Reeves for DeJounte Murray. Uh, a move between the Lakers and the Hawks. And that one came up everywhere this week. Like everywhere right. I looked, I saw the oh, the AR for a DeJounte move is going to happen between LA and Atlanta. And then as much as it was, this is probably what's going to happen. 
it started to kind of back way off now. As we've gotten early, later into this week, it seems like now the Lakers are like, well, we're not really sure we want to make that move. That means it's going to happen. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, strap in uh, and get your jerseys. Hey, it's just weird. You know, it, it's like, do you take DeJounte or do you take AR? And I think, you know, AR is good, but I think DeJounte is, is a little bit better than AR defensively. Um, he's more, you know, even though AR is the master of getting and ones, I don't know how he does it, but I think, you know, far as, as when it comes to defensive, cause AR has been, you know, they've been going at AR. And so it's who they just played not too long ago. They wanted to switch every time on AR and it was just going at him. And I think it was, um, I don't, I don't remember what, but it, that's one of the things you're going to look at, you know, cause he's the only value over there that you can the only trade bait that you have that you can get something nice in, in return. Well, the latest, and you, you may have seen this, the latest that probably came out in the last 24, 48 hours is that reportedly the Hawks, and I'm not surprised about this, are looking for at least two first-round picks for DeJounte Murray. Now, the Hawks traded away three first-round picks, I believe, to get him to the Spurs. <laughs> And I think they're trying to recoup some of that, 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 those, <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that, some of those trade assets back Oops. as much as they possibly can because they're not getting three back for them after they sent three for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even so certain they may get two, um, but that's the reported asking price. So if that's the case, do the, I mean, do the Lakers have, do the Lakers want to ante up two first round picks? No. That was fast. No, that was fast. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I will, uh, I'll tell you that I was, I was at the Hawks Wizards game uh, this past weekend. Oh, it was uh, you and five other people, huh? Yeah, was, there was like, there was like, no, you know, I, I'll tell you what, that building was surprisingly full. I, I, it I expected is, yeah. it to be a ghost town. It was surprisingly yeah. bumping, uh, maybe because yeah. it was a Saturday night in Atlanta, but true. Yeah. Um, and then holiday. And, and it was holiday Everybody weekend. It was MLK. Off. Everybody had Monday off. Let's let's tear it down on a Saturday night. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I will tell you that watching the Hawks up close, B-Dog, 100% right. They take a lot of horrible shots. And the whole night, they took a lot of bad. I mean, they got run out of the building by the Wizards. Yeah, um, they did. I mean, just it's the Wizards' was, second. It's the, it's the Wizards' second biggest win as far as gap in the last two seasons. And it, it was embarrassing. I mean, the, the Wizards were aggressive at the basket. The Hawks were just taking bad shots. DeJounte Murray, and this is, again, for me watching one game up close and personal, and I was down mm-hmm. low, looked incredibly frustrated the whole game. Like, not a lot of communication. He didn't look like he was kind of into it. Uh, him and Trey not really kind of talking to each other much when they're both on the floor. And to me, that screams, like, just, just move me on. And well, I don't know, you know if that's his mentality, but that's what I got out of watching that that, that game up close and personal. He well, just didn't look like he was that into it. If you watch Murray, certain guys like a system. They like being knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And this all all of a sudden, you got a guy who doesn't follow rules. Who just like like young. He just he takes a lot of lot a lot of bad shots. He just comes down. He's just Jackson. And all of a sudden, you run the play, and all of a sudden, the shots going up, and another team has it going over. That makes a big difference. A lot of, and people don't understand this. When you play basketball, you know everybody thinks when the Golden State Warriors play, they know when that shot's coming. They know when the shots. Even though it looks a little hectic at times, they know if I get it to step. Nine times out of ten, you're gonna shoot that, go get the offense rebound, be in a position to do something different, be in a position to right. get back. With the Hawks, when you watch them play, it's helter skelter. Like, what the fuck is going on? And that's what's wrong with basketball today because you look at half the guys. If you take a team and you go down the roster and you see how many one and duns are on that team, typically they're not a good team because they don't know how to play basketball because they didn't learn it in college. And they didn't learn it in high school because they came from a program that said, you're the best player, go at it. And so that's the problem with a lot of basketball. And you look at – that's why you see the older teams are always the teams that advance in the playoffs because they're smarter. And, and, and it's just not, you know, the Hawks. You can go down the list. You look oh, at, it happens across the NBA. Yeah, it happens across 100%. the board. And that's why there's a big gap between the experienced teams and the teams that still think this is fucking AAU and that we can win it, run and gun and win games. It's not the case. you got to be some smart. you got to be – 
be really strategic when you play this game of basketball. Yeah. Well, we'll see yeah. what happens. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's we'll see what it's a lot that's going to go down between now and I think the trade deadline is oh, February 8th. Yeah, no, every week we're going to have trade deadline news. Yeah. Um it's just I don't know. I, both the Lakers and Hawks need to make moves. And like I said, the Hawks have made everybody available except for Trey Young and Jalen Johnson. Johnson. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. But I think also that it, it comes, a lot of this comes down to coaching and coaching. Like if I took a job, I'm going to the front office and listen, this is what I'm doing. I'm not going to just fucking let my star player jack up fucking shots. And if you don't get him under control, I don't want this job because the best way for this team is to be a team and it's no eyes and team. And okay. If he's hot, go do what you do. But if you're not hot and you still say, Oh, the next one's going to get me hot. That's now you got other teammates that are in the league that are professionals too. And there's a reason they're making the money they're making. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and, 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 on a season where we haven't heard a lot from Kuz um, mm-hmm. and he's played. Okay. Yeah. He just he tore the Hawks up. <laughs> and that to me is like, bro, when you have a guy that's having kind of an okay season come out and just and just cut you to pieces, like you got some defensive issues there. You got some big time defensive issues because well, he was he was man, he was Kuz. on every ball, he was on every rebound, he was sitting every shot. It was like, dude. That was probably because he talked bad about a Detroit list. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he needed to redeem himself. He'd get in there and make it look good. Oh, uh, by the way, speaking of the Lakers, since they're up there, um, is anyone concerned about the drop off in LeBron's productivity the last like couple of weeks? And the reason I say that is I think he finished was it Thursday night? He finished with like ten points or something. Uh, I was not. I don't think I've seen LeBron put up a stat line like that in probably fifteen years. And it's probably less than that. But in my mind it was like, when's the last time LeBron finished a night putting up ten points? Well, see, here's the thing. We say that, and, and we question LeBron's, well, not we, but a lot of people question LeBron's productivity. I don't think it should be in question because then LeBron will come back and have a 30, 10, and 10 night. This is true. Yeah, this Here's is the true. issue. I think a lot of this is, we, we know it's LeBron pacing himself because when LeBron has those type of games, go look at Anthony Davis' stat line lately. It's been 40 and 10. What it should be. It's been... Yeah. He's trying to give AD. He's been he's doing with AD what he's been trying to do with AD for years now. Yo, bro, take it. When, when you're hot, when you hot as fish grease, do your thing. It don't matter what I'm doing. I'm the decoy now. I'm the greatest decoy probably in NBA history. Let you go out and you do your thing because you're the guy. I've been saying you're the guy. Do what you got to do. We're going to ride the hot hand. Yeah, I think also the fact that, you know, that they're making the players go to AD. You know, and before you see these other guys like, oh, I got to get my Austin Reeves, D'Lo, Torian, all these guys are trying to get theirs. Dude, it ain't your team. You know your pecking order. Get your you, – you eat after the big dog eats. And whatever scraps are left over, then you get your scraps. And I think that's the, the biggest thing with this Laker team. They're, they're now saying, okay, you know, AD – he pretty damn good. Let's right, let's just actually utilize him, and so I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I, okay, it just it's come up a couple times this week. I've seen it. Hey, first of all, let's times. really say, hell, you two been in the league 21 years. You gonna get tired every once in a while, man. I know we think he's a machine, yeah. and that's and that's sort of where that's tired. sort of what I think this stems from is everybody's yeah. always waiting for the other shoe to drop with LeBron. Like, right? Yeah. You're 21 years in. You're the all-time leading scorer. You continue to have great seasons. Everyone's waiting for the 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 for lack of a better framing here, the Shaq fall off. You know, the the Shaq in Boston versus the Shaq in L.A. They're waiting for that dichotomy from LeBron, and they don't have it because yeah. he's 21 years in. And like you said, B, he can have down nights, and then he'll still come out, and he'll throw up a 40-burger on somebody. And you're just like, Jesus. Last night, he was 12 for 20, had 25 points. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, he bossy get tired, man. Yeah, 21 man. years, he get tired. I got it. I got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about Darko real quick? Who? Darko Rajakovich? <laughs> Head coach of the Raptors? Oh, oh, buddy. Okay. Head coach of the Raptors. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Man. That was funny. You had to have seen this because it was against the Lakers. It was against the freaking Lakers. Darko. We had, had, by the way, we had two instances this week's 
of of in the past week of blatantly head coaches coming to the podium in a post game and roasting the referee job that that the refs did that night. Darko's was iconic. <laughs> Mike Brown's was great. And I'm going to talk about Mike yes. Brown in a second. I've never seen a coach bring highlights to a post-game. Pre- I've never seen that. Watching the NBA for my whole life, I've never they seen learn that. from Pat Bear. Oh, my God, dude. All right, so here's Darko's rant after the Lakers got, I think it was like 24 free throws in the fourth quarter, and the Raptors got two. Darko and came to the podium uh, and, and just drops this. That's outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I I understand uh, respect for all-stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible is Scotty Barnes? who is all-star caliber player in this league. He goes every single time to the rim with force, trying to get, get uh, to, to the rim without flopping and, and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two uh, free throws for the whole game. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening over here during the whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. <laughs> Darko, hey. bro. Dude, For starters, I, I love a rant in a Russian accent. Like, give me that. All, he could be a villain in a Bond movie. Like, give me that shit all day. Um, at what point has anyone thrown Scotty Barnes is going to be the face of the league down on a post-game podium? Like, bro, what? Uh, hey, I said that I was dying laughing. I'm like, dude, oh, my goodness. I get that you're frustrated. Mm-hmm. How? And he got fined. I think it was 25 grand. Hey, he got fined. He was the fastest fine ever but before he also, even left the arena he was fine you have an hold on wait though you have an nba head coach at a post-game podium basically saying the refs rigged the game like tell us you're gonna let you're gonna let the lakers win this one and we won't even come out and play and all he got was twenty five thousand dollars for that yes bro we've watched great. players coaches catch Fifty, seventy-five thousand dollar fines yes. for a quarter of it. This dude just said the game is rigged, and he got twenty-five grand. Yeah, that one was a little ridiculous for me. I mean, that's a hundred k fine for me. At, at least. It, 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 it is the funny part. What we was laughing about in the studio when we did this game. Like, dude, you intensely fouled five times, was gave them ten free throws. Right. Yeah. They, so yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. the disparity was a little different. No, so it, was clip. it was clip. It was clip. It's a complete <laughs> crap. It's a complete crap. Is what it is. <laughs> but I will. It was only one time when Scotty Barnes got fouled where they didn't call it when he dunked on. I think it was. AR so much, and that was that could have been called a foul, but but AD LeBron, you know, they, when they you go into the hole at force. No, you know, you're not, you're not hearing him. Scotty Barnes is the face of the league, Rob. He's the face of the freaking league. Okay, you got to call. He him. he will be the face of the league. Oh, okay, sorry, my bad. But you know what? Though I love Scotty Barnes. I think he's no, he's a great, he's a great player. He's he's he's, he's fun to watch. He's very good. But it's it's he's not he's not the face of the league. You yet, may no. get there. You may get there. But mm-hmm. you're it's you. He's he's looking at it. From a very insulated point of view, not just on Scotty Barnes, but about this whole thing, the way this whole thing went down. He sees LeBron and AD on the opposite side of the ball, and immediately all the calls are going their way because that's who they are. And the hey, Lakers, know, the hey, Lakers need to win. Don't he know this league has been like that since day one? Like yeah. the stars are going to get the calls half the time, and yeah. the people who who don't have any status are going to look at him like, "Dude, I don't know who the fuck you are. Get on down the court, and keep playing." It's a complete crap. <laughs> it's a complete crap, Rob. What it is? I, I do like Darko though. I mean, yeah. I, I I applaud the passion. Uh, I applaud him going to the podium and standing up for his guys. Um, I'm stunned, stunned that all he got was 25 grand for basically telling the NBA that the refs rigged a game. 
Um, that, yeah. that really threw me, but, uh, I, I do think love... it was such a rant. They didn't hear that part. Dude. I love the fire from him though. I do. I love the fire from him. Make him a bond villain tomorrow. Um, Mike Brown. And Boban. After... Yeah, man. Him and Boban. They could be, bond, they could be bond villains. A hundred percent. Boban looks like a bond villain, doesn't he? Well, he was in uh, John Wick. So yeah. Oh, that's right. He was. I yeah. forgot about mm-hmm. that. Um, Mike Brown was the other one. We mentioned it briefly after the Kings lost to the Bucks. Uh, Darren called Darren Fox got called a few times for incidental contact on Dame. The same calls did not go the other way. So Mike Brown shows up and I'm not going to play the audio because it's five minutes of Mike at the, the podium showing highlights, whips out a laptop showing the media. All right, look at this here. Oh, Watch, yeah, him here. That, yeah. Watch Darren Fox. Get okay. He gets called for incidental contact. Let's, let's go ahead a few minutes. He's zips forward. He goes, here's the same play. Dame does the same. He doesn't get called for it. I don't understand the problem. And Mike Brown just basically tried to be diplomatic because he uh-huh. was very like, I understand that calls, you know, refs are human and they miss calls sometimes, but was basically again saying the same thing. I'm showing you highlights of things being called one way, but not being called the other. There's no balance. And I don't think Mike's caught a fine for this. He, I, I, I don't think he will be given a fine just for the fact that he didn't say anything bad. He was just pointing out because that's the same thing he's going to send to the NBA. But the problem is now that you know the refs are all of them are boys. He's like, oh, you gonna keep complaining? We gonna he's gonna have like two games. Either he's gonna have two games where he get no calls, or you gonna get a game <laughs> and get all the calls to shut him up. But but that's just how it is. That's the that that is the biggest complaint amongst players that we want some consistency out of your refs. I don't give a damn because De'Aaron Fox is an all star. He is, and now Dame lives an all star. But you gonna. Why are you showing favoritism to one and not the other? Now, I can see this if, if this was, you know, JoJo Garden Dame. He put his hand on it. It's like, okay, young fella, you ain't in the league yet. Right. You can't do that too. Uh, I just want to start. But you cannot be that way, that blatant in a game where you got two mega stars playing each other and you calling it in the favor of one other. Yeah. I, look, man, I get frustrated at some of these calls too. Um, you know, and it's 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 a huge discrepancy when you talk about how, you know, in, in the fourth quarter, the Lakers had 23 free throw attempts and the Raptors only had two. That, now, that's a big discrepancy. Uh, but we, like you said, for a long period of time, it's always kind of been like that when it comes to star players. It was like that with Mike. Um, we've seen refs go up to Mike and have full-fledged conversations about oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, laughing, Mike, dapping each other yeah, up. Yeah, it, uh-huh. There are guys, there's a saying that everybody gets treated fairly, but not everybody gets treated equally. Whereas, yeah, all of y'all, you know, everybody's in the NBA, but there are certain people who of a certain hierarchy that we all know get certain treatment because of star power. And he said in that rant that he does understand that to a degree. Now, he went a little far with the Scotty Barnes thing. Scotty Barnes is a hell of a player. He ain't going to be no face in no league. I don't give a shit. Oh, Mike doesn't care. <laughs> Mike said, no, he doesn't care. Yeah, no, he's, you're right. Uh, yeah. And I, and I, I mean, can he be one of the guys that are highlighted and yeah, sure in sure. time, maybe in time. Yeah. 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 Not, not today. He's still, he's still too far down with Shay, Luca, Giannis, you know, I can keep here's, going. Here's like, my gauge. How, how many times yeah. have we talked about Scotty Barnes on this show before this conversation? Not Once. many. Not ma- I mean, maybe once or twice. Maybe once. Yeah. Maybe once or twice. Yeah. So I mean, and I'm not saying that that doesn't mean he's not a good player. It just means that he's a hell of a player. He's a great One player. Best, but like uh, when I when, when, when we yeah. start looking at like lists on people, it's like, man, I don't see his name pop up a lot. I just don't. And I don't know if that's uh, because of the market you play in or or what. But I just know we don't. His name doesn't come up a bunch. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Congratulations, by the way, to D Wade getting a statue. Yes, yes, in Miami, which I'm not. Wade gonna, County. Not gonna lie to you, didn't even know he didn't have one yet. <laughs> should have had one. They should have put yes. one up after the 2006 finals. To be honest, uh, he's he has been the most mainstay 
player for that team, like you said, Wade County. Um, you know, as far as the Heat go, there's some guys that you can go. Okay, when you think of like kind of the who's the first player you think of when you think of the Miami Heat, obviously Dwayne Wade is the is probably the number one. Guys like Alonzo Mourning come to mind. Um, but you know, uh, I not exactly. <laughs> Um, but uh, d- well deserved. Uh, yeah, yeah, really. Now we're just ran- naming random heat players. Uh, well, well deserved for Dwayne Wade. Um, again, like I said, surprised he didn't already have a statue in Miami, or there wasn't one uh, w- planned well ahead of this. Is there any other guy out there that probably should have a statue? Maybe that doesn't. Offhand, does Dirk have a statue? I was the first one I thought of was Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk, Wait a Tim minute, Duncan, did, David Robinson. Does he? Didn't they, didn't they reveal something in Dallas and everybody was roasting the statue because it looked funny? Was it? It wasn't Dirk, was it? Was it Dirk? Yeah, yeah, Dirk? yeah I thought so. I don't remember. You very well could uh, be right. I don't remember that though. I thought I remember lot, seeing something. I know, I know. A large one won't accept one in Houston, so they just put something. In, up Why won't he accept one in Houston? Because something about the Muslim cult. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't okay. I'm, yeah, but I know. Um, if you think about Tim Duncan and uh, oh, San yeah. Antonio, and, and the last year they revealed the Dirk Nowitzki statue outside of uh, Dallas. So yeah, yeah. Dirk does yeah. have one. He does. Yeah. He was Doctor J. Doctor J have a statue. Larry Bird. How does Doctor J has to have a statue, right? How would he I not? No, I don't think so. How I would think he the only not? Statue is a Rocky statue in Philly, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Some of these organizations like Boston, obviously with LA, there's so many guys that probably deserve them that it's like, well, we ain't got no place to put them, so nobody gets one. <laughs> yeah, there's a Dr. Exactly. There's a Dr. J statue in Philly. Is it? Is, yeah, is there it? is. There oh, okay. is. Okay. I had to Google it, but yes, there is. Mm-hmm. There's a Dr. J statue in Philly. Um, like Boston and LA are, are are two cities where you've had so many players that are statue worthy. Oh, like sure. I told you, you know, you just Hey, we can't get one of everybody, so I know it, right? Is, is there a is <laughs> there a park? Is there a Barkley statue? I don't think Maybe so. Not over. <laughs> if and I will tell you, if there isn't, Shaq yeah. needs to put one in front of the Krispy Kreme on Ponce. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that would be the best prank ever. Like know, all right? time, he gets a Chuck statue made that they put outside of the Krispy Kreme down on Ponce. Oh man! Shaq. Now that would be the best prank ever. Here's my question. When LeBron retires, how many statues does he get? Oh, man. Definitely Just Cleveland. One in Cleveland. He didn't get one in Miami? How long was he there? Four years. Four though. years. Yeah, one I, don't titles. Yeah, I don't to me, think I don't think that's now, long that's enough. two titles in four years, but... Yeah, I don't think he gets one in my head. I, I, not, you know, I, and that's no disrespect to LeBron. I just think it goes by tenure. Right. You know? And I don't I don't think they're gonna give I don't think they'll give really, Shaq a statue in Miami. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, he didn't he only won one championship. One title, there. but he was there what? Five years, six years, something yeah. like that? LeBron yeah. definitely ain't getting one in LA. No, I don't know about that. He only won one. Once, didn't we have a whole conversation about this, about the whole LeBron, but in a Lakers uniform became the all-time leading scorer in the NBA and broke all these records and won a title? That's all well and good, but we know it's a lot tougher in these locations to get a statue. A hey, statue. It, it all depends on where they because it's it's crowded out there in front of almost this state. Sure in front of crypto. It's crowded yeah. out there. And so it's going it depends on where they put Kobe's statue. And that's coming up soon. Yes, it is. And so it's going to be really interesting to see where they put Kobe's statue because there's not going to be a, it's just there's not that much room out there now, because then you think about it like you think about Worthy, he won an MVP in the finals for the Lakers. Do you put a trophy of him out there too? A statue. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And so that's yeah. the reason that the Laker fans will go bananas if they put LeBron out there before James. So I don't think they put a LeBron uh, tr- statue out there. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know if Le- I guess he would have to win another one for that to be considered. I just if don't he think wins he wins a one. second title in LA. I feel like that's a foregone conclusion. He may get one. I think they just need to start making them smaller. <laughs> well, for you guys, the embarrassment of riches in Los Angeles. We have too many statues. Too many statues. Meanwhile, there's cities like Toronto that are like, uh, maybe we could put a dinosaur out front. I don't know. Um <laughs> They right, need to uh, put one of Kawhi up. Yeah, they should. They freaking should. Got him a title. 
He wasn't there very uh, long at all. They but. need to put a statue of a warrior up there. They all went down with injuries. <laughs> Jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's uh the last the last bit of news before we do big shot and rapid fire. Uh I was not surprised. I don't think anybody was surprised. Bill Belichick out in New England. Yeah. No longer the coach of the Patriots. Uh, a lot of people saying that he may be the new coach of uh, the Atlanta Falcons. That's a conversation that's ongoing at the moment, but I think Bill Belichick is one of those guys where he's going to have the pick of the litter. It's going to be wherever he decides he wants to go, and he's given so the most true. control and the most money, go do what you want to do. So it's kind of whoever offers him the golden goose. And God bless Arthur Blank. He's been willing to offer anybody everything to get them here just based on their name. But um, any any surprise at all that Bill Belichick was out in New England? I think we all kind of saw that coming, right? No. I, right on the wall. Yeah, I, I think – you know, just like any other thing, after a while, things start to run its course. And, you know, the last – ever since Brady left, they haven't had any success at all. Um, and I think eventually you got to kind of bring in a new regime and, and move on. Can I ask a question that's probably unfair? Mm-hmm. Bill Belichick, maybe not as good of a coach as everyone lauded him out to be because he had the greatest quarterback of all time? No, 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 no. I wouldn't say it because you think about that defense. People talk about how good – don't get me wrong. One of the best to ever do it. They defenses always have been tough. And that's one of the things that we – you know, because we, we love offense a lot of times more than defense unless you're playing with the Ravens. And, you know, that's a defense-minded thing. But I just think we forget – if you go down the line and that list of players they have on that defensive side of the ball, there was some fucking beast over there. And sometimes we forget about that. Yeah. I told you it was an unfair question. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I prefaced it with I'm full of shit. At the end so. of the day, you only good as your, your players are. Yeah, coaches and the coaches, you know, much as they want to say coaching has a lot to do with it, it's more so the player. You got crap players, you're not going to win. <laughs> and we you're not going to win Mac Jones under center? Come on now. <laughs> nah. Come on now. Brady developed, and Brady developed under Belichick. Think about yeah, it like did. this. He did. If Brady was as good as we thought he was, then he would have been a first-round pick. He wouldn't have been buried deep in the draft the way that he was. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, you know, I I see – I know what we see now, and I know what we watch, you know, as time goes on. We've seen him win title after title, you know, MVP after MVP. But realize this, it's different if he was a first- or second-round pick. Yeah. But he was a he was, he was a, a diamond. sixth round pick. He was a diamond in the rough, and he only got a shot because Drew Bledsoe got hurt. So That's what I, was gonna I mean, say. yeah, the minute the minute Drew Bledsoe went down, I was like, all right, I guess we're gonna give this bag up a run and see if he's any good. Then there was no. Think about always... this. But think about this. A lot of coaches won't do this. But think about Belichick. When when Bledsoe got healthy, he looked at Bledsoe like, nah, you stand your ass over there. And most coaches like, no, nah, this is my star. Bring him back. Put him back in there. You know, he didn't mess with what was going on. He said, okay, this is Brady kid. You know, he's running his system like it's a working. fucking machine. Let's yeah. keep him in there. And so that yeah. and that feels that a lot of head coaches wouldn't do that. So you got to Reminds give me to to a very unfair comparison of what San Francisco has now in Brock Purdy. Yeah. A guy who was picked Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft. And when things started to work for him, what did they move? They they moved Trey Lance. They got him a halfway kind of decent backup, I think. Uh, and they just tried to make him the man, make him the guy. Look, everything's working, and he showed you this year he can do it. So let me tell you why. I think, good. Let me tell you why I think that ain't the same. I think, and this is me. I think there's more credit due to Kyle Shanahan and his play calling. But didn't we just align team? Tom Brady's development to Bill Belichick? You're you're, you're right. You're right. But here's the thing. Eventually, Tom Brady, eventually Tom Brady became elite because no matter what was around him, he he was able to elevate everybody's game to the next level, no matter what was around him. He took a lot of guys who we didn't know about, and they became household names. I'm not sure that I can say that about Brock Purdy. Well, he's also very early in his career. You're right. He has yeah, a I mean, fucking very early. hell of a talent around He him. has more weapons on that offense than he knows what to do with, dude. I'm not <laughs> saying that he's bad, but mm-hmm. we had the same talk about – I mean, we had to a degree, not to the same degree, but about Jimmy Garoppolo played well with Kyle Shanahan. 
And we look, look at where Jimmy Garoppolo is now. Well, he's a porcelain doll, man. He, he, he can't stay healthy. Well, between not staying healthy and... And and, and now just in, in the I, abyss. Just off I'm in just the saying. abyss. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, when I'm, you have George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, on. yeah, it's, it's easy Let's to back beat. that up even more, though. Everybody thought Garoppolo was the shit because when Tom Brady got hurt, he stepped in there and he just... He had some short-term success. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, we forget. So was that Belichick or was that Tom Brady? Because Garoppolo stepped in when he was hurt and was doing almost, I ain't going to say the same thing, but he was still winning. In comparable. Comparable. Yeah. yeah. Comparable. Perfect The ship so, didn't go down yeah. when you so lost that, Tom Brady for four games for a deflate gate. Yeah. You know? so there are a lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No good. And some people want to call them game managers, whatever you want to call them. That's not a bad term. Because everybody is a game manager. But there's a reason why there's only a hand, not even a handful of guys we consider elite. And elite guys are the guys you say, you know what? Go win this game for me. You can look at Tom Brady and say, he's going to go win this game for me. There's a reason why if you left more than a minute on the clock, they're like, Lord Jesus, there's too much time on this clock. Mm-hmm. There's too much. Because you knew Brady would carve you up. I don't know if I can say the same thing about a, a Brock Purdy just yet. Again, he's young. Long, long way. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, all right, we're going to play some rapid fire here in a second. First, I got to give a big shot of the week to Edgar, Edgar Rico and Sarah. I'm going to mess up her last name. Martin, <laughs> Martin Biji. Uh, they're the owners of Nishta Taqueria in East Austin, Texas. Here's why they're getting the big shot of the week. Uh, basically, Austin has a program called the Free Food or the Free Fridge Program, where they put complimentary food out for the community to use when they're low on bills or they can't, uh, their food budget is low, they, they're, they're food insecure, they need food, they can't get it. So uh, Edgar and Sarah have basically single-handedly helped push this entire program forward in Austin, Texas. They are feeding the community on their own dime as much as they can. Well, uh, after COVID, they were doing all this stuff. They went through all these problems. They basically had an electrical issue, um, and it shut down their restaurant. So because they were just so generous, they put up a GoFundMe. And in two days, uh, the community has given them $80,000 to get the restaurant back and fixed and reopened. And in a week's time, they're up to $118,000 just to get their restaurant reopened because everybody in the community knows the amount that they put back into feeding the people in East Austin, Texas. So for that, 100%. Big shot of the week, not just to them, but to the community around them for exactly. realizing what they do and keeping them in business. That that's, that's, that's huge, man. That's Especially, cool. Especially, you know, when people recognize that you try and do right by the community, then the community does right by you. So that's a big shot. Yeah, man. Because a lot of times you put yourself out there, you're doing stuff for yeah. other people, and it's like, what's the old the old phrase? The, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You know, yeah. you try to do right uh, by other folks, and then when it's time to do right by you, it doesn't always come back your way. So, just a big exactly. shot all around there. I thought that was so. Uh, people appreciate it. I like. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Me too. All right. Um, by popular request, had several people ask me when you go do another <laughs> game rapid fire. I think people like rapid fire because it is just pop culture trivia. People like to play along at home. They like to <laughs> scream and yell when y'all don't know the answers. So I have uh, I have three rounds. We have 60 seconds on the clock, and you just have to get as many right as you can, and then we'll uh, switch over to your opponent and see how many they can get right. Uh, Rob, it is your show. I will let you choose. Do you care to go first, or do you want to defer? I go first. You go first? We want the ball, and we're going to score. We want Okay. All right, <laughs> Hasselbeck. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's put 60 seconds on Rob's clock, and we'll see how many he can get right. how many, though. Here we go. For nearly 30 years, what friendly purple dinosaur sang, I love you, you love me. Barney the dinosaur, correct. What article of clothing must you be wearing if I gave you an atomic wedgie? 
Underwear. Correct. Rice or beans? Who was National Security Advisor under George W. Bush? Rice. Correct. If you BS your way to a BS degree, it means you've earned a Bachelor of what? Science. Correct. What major Jeez. electronics company used to use the slogan, Life's Good? I don't know. LG. What vengeful singer had number one hits with Bad Blood and We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together? Uh, Swifty. Taylor Swift. What per, uh, what punctuation mark comes at the end of the movie titles Shazam and Mamma Mia? Exclamation. Correct. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was being a real astrophysicist when he helped downgrade what former planet to dwarf status? Pluto. Uh, at the buzzer. Can't count it because it was after the buzzer. But, uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It was after That's the just like the shot we made against uh, Georgia. No, don't do that. made it. They didn't count it. Don't <laughs> Two do refs that. counted it and one ref said no good. Oh. I'm like, what? And we should have won the game, but oh well. Right. You missed LG, so you got uh, you got five. That was I pretty. Didn't know LG. Oh no, you got six. Sorry, you got six. That was pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. LG. All right, Harp Dog. Hold on, yeah. Harp. What you was about to complain about, man? While I was doing my thing, I wasn't about to complain about anything. Oh, I thought you. Was about when he, to complain well, I think with the LG, uh, when they said life's good, and then I was trying to, I was like, I know that, and then when he said LG, I was like, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Harper's gonna look at the camera and go, it's a complete crap. And that's what I was like, yeah, it's a complete crap. After these questions, he about to give me. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> these are hey, these are random. I let Rob pick if he wanted to go. If he could have deferred to you, you could have gotten all these. I leave this shit up to Lord Jesus. Okay, so here we go. Sweet eight pounds, six out. ounce baby Jesus. Here we go. All right, sixty seconds on Harp's clock. Let's see how he does. Penguins or polar bears? Which is a team in the National Hockey League? Penguins. Correct. What Z word is another term for pimple? Zit. Correct. First opened in 1972, what restaurant chain got its name from a number one single by the Rolling Stones? I don't know. Ruby Tuesday. Uh, A big damn structure on the Colorado River is named for what 31st president of the United States? Hoover. Correct. What type of beer is traditionally used to make a Moscow mule? Oh, dang. I don't know. Drink beer. Rob knows. Ginger beer. (laughs) Oh, ginger. What K word is an Australian mammal that eats a diet of eucalyptus? Kangaroo. Koala. Koala. Koala, No. What what 60s sci-fi show first introduced? Oh. (laughs) I didn't think about the other K. The other K. Let's see. You got one. You got two. If you said what K knocked you the fuck out, it's kangaroo. (laughs) But I didn't know. They they could have. Which Australian K word? Punch you in the lip. <laughs> Kick you Rob won that. Rob won that round. Yeah, he did. He did six to three. I can't. You don't drink uh, Moscow Mules. Nah. Ginger, ginger beer's beer. good, man. Ginger beer's. Yeah, good. I should have known. I didn't think. I didn't. Yeah, ginger beer. We've good. used ginger beer at tailgates before. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Hey, do you want to make? Uh, if you take uh, uh, peach Hennessy and do it at ginger beer, and it becomes a, a a peach mule. Oh, it's so freaking good. Oh my god. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll reverse roles here. We'll let Harp go first, and we'll let Rob try and come back. If Rob can beat him in the second round, game's over. If, if Harp can hold court here, we go to round three. B-Dog, Brandon, Harper. Here we go. 60 seconds on the clock. Let's go. What classic game have you won if your queen just put your opponent in checkmate? Chess. Correct. According to the Christmas song, what parts of Frosty the Snowman's body were made out of coal? Man, that was ours. Correct. Yeah, you're correct. Uh, What airline's ads show people in embarrassing situations, followed by the tagline, want to get away? Um, no! It's not Delta, is it? No, it's not. Southwest. Uh, Southwest. The phrase phrase, jump the shark comes from an episode of what sitcom where Fonzie actually water skis over a shark? I don't know. Fonzie. Happy days. Happy days. Oh, Oh, Uh, happy days. What P word is a heavy woolen Navy jacket traditionally worn by Navy sailors? (laughs) 
Pico. That was bad. Yeah, Pico. Pico. It would have been a Pico. That was Absolutely bad. Right. That was bad. Um, how many did you get there? Holy. Two, holy maybe one. You I got don't know. Two. You got chess and uh, Frosty's eyes were two eyes made out of coal. Right. I'm like, I was trying to sing the song, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like, Frosty, <laughs> like you're running out of time. All right. I'm like, <laughs> all right. So two, uh, Rob, you got to get three. Do I? <laughs> you got to get through. Well, you don't have you, to. You can, hey, you can get it, none. And Mulligan, we can play again. Are we just going to move on to the next round? Give me this one. <laughs> oh, wow. Listen to you. What are you, Darko? What is this shit? Yeah. Just let us know if you're going to throw the game. We won't even play. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's give Rob 60 seconds, see if he can beat Harp Dog here. What song from Moulin, the Moulin Rouge soundtrack includes the lyrics, Gitchy, Gitchy, Ya, Ya, Da, Da? I don't know. Oh, Lady Marmalade. Come on, a classic. If you've posted nothing but TikTok challenges once a day, every day for five weeks, how many videos have you uploaded? I don't know. Math, bro. (laughs) 35. Seven times five. What is the uh, alliterative term for the style of jumping rope where two children hold two ropes and others jump in and out of the fray? Double Dutch. Correct. Uh, A pasta alternative known as zoodles are noodle-like strips made from what vegetable? Zucchini. Correct. On what Jewish holiday is the tradition to open your front door and let a ghost join you for your Seder? I don't know. Hanukkah. Uh, Back when Blockbuster was a thing, their videos had a sticker that said, Be kind, please, what? Rewind. Correct. What Man. what B word is the prof- is the professional trained to make your life? Oh. He got three. He did get three. He did get three. Right. Oh man! So that's gonna. I was trying it. to make it fun. That's gonna- oh, you were just passing on shit to make it fun. Oh, all right, fine. All right, fine, fine. I mean, we could do a third round if you want to do it. Oh, let's get. Let's try to redeem himself. You want to do a redemption it, round? We'll <laughs> Look at Harp. He's like, fuck you. I knew. Go ahead, Harp. You go first. You go first. All right. I give Harp a redemption round. We'll see if we can you can't it. go out like that on bottom, man. You ain't that type of guy, man. You, I'm not, but I am today. <laughs> I am today. And today I am. It's a complete crap. It's a complete crap. <laughs> That's what Arp said. All right, 60 seconds. Let's see if he can redeem himself. Watch your language and tell me what's the last name of Ben Stiller's character in the Meet the Parents films. Fokker. Correct. Uh, what Golden State Warriors player holds the NBA record for most three-pointers in a single game? Play. Correct. G.I. Joe or G.I. Tract? Which one's initials stand for gastrointestinal? Tract? Correct. Your G.I. Tract. Uh, Cincinnati's main airport is not located in Ohio, but rather in what neighboring state? Indiana? Kentucky. If you're you're on a diet, you must be consumed with counting what units of energy found on food labels? Calories? Correct. The company Bombus was founded to donate what clothing item to homeless shelters for every purchase made? Oh, I don't know. Bombus socks. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I get three or four. You got you got three. You got calories, clay, and Fokker. But did he get four? Uh, oh no, you got four. You got GI tract as well. Yeah, yeah, you got four. Got four. All right, right, that's the best round, and this yeah, time, this round bomb, don't even count. Bomb is socks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, we're always good when don't count. Uh, yeah. All right, Rob. Uh, he got four. You want to go uh, three for three? Let's see if you can do it. 60 seconds up. Here we go. According to the Oxford Dictionary, what does the acronym YOLO stand for? You only live once. Correct. In what film does Anne Hathaway discover she's royalty in the fictional kingdom of Geno- Genovia? Prince's Diary. Correct. Uh, to wow. give you a wet willy, I'd moisten my finger and stick it in your what? Ear. Correct. Uh, for more than 30 years, John McCain was a U.S. senator representing what state? Texas. Arizona. On mm. what 70s sitcom was the dad an architect who designed a house where his six children shared two bedrooms and one bathroom? She got hit in the nose. Uh, God, Brady Bunch. Correct. According to the U.S. Navy, what breakfast cereal mascot actually wears the uniform of a commander? Captain Crunch. Correct. What F word is a Japanese term describing a thin mattress that rests upon a folding frame? Futon. Correct. Awesome or wow, which word is a palindrome? Oh. Wow. It would have been wow. You would have been correct. Yeah, you you whooped up on him there. That was, uh... <laughs> That was just a. That was just to see one. Can you explain two, to the people at home three, what a palindrome is? Uh, uh, Abba, uh, you got six. <laughs> you got seven. Holy shit, you got seven in that one. 
Yeah, a palindrome. Same word spelt forward and backwards. Abba. Abba. Wow. Yeah. And Abba. it's a complete crap. <laughs> All of those are just total palindrome. Nice job. That was fun. I, this is, this, I don't know anything about no senators. <laughs> John McCain was from Arizona. I figured you. you oh, he you, was the one that. You had hate Arizona brain enough. Cancer, I thought right? maybe you'd know that. You know what I mean? He had brain cancer and died in brain cancer. Was uh, it brain cancer? I, I, I think he did pass away from cancer, but he ran for president. Yeah. Ran, he yeah. ran against Obama. Another reason yeah. I thought maybe you knew that. You know? Yeah. And standing up against the people. <laughs> <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.